word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day, or words of the day. I know, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I forgot to turn on that dial. That woke me up. <laughs> that was loud. All right, today's words of the day. The first one unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Sunday scaries. I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get to this word, just randomly generated for us. The feeling of dread knowing that Monday is going to be rough. So Sunday scaries. Are you having some Sunday scaries? <sighs> no, man. I'm just facing with what happened today. I'm just too. I'm not. Sunday scaries is just me coming to terms with what I just saw. It was a long ass day. Yeah. A long ass day long. to be disappointed. So. No, Monday's not going to suck. It'll be whatever. You can get up, go to work, and then go to the gym after, and then Monday night football. And then all of a sudden, you just completely forget about what happened today and how disappointed you were, again, for the third straight time. So, no big deal. But alas, we move on. The other word of the day is Rossian, of, relating to, or involving acting. So, there you go, Rossian. No idea. I can't. That's, just what, that's just what got brought up. R O S. Can't see that word being used today. C I A N, Rosian. We'll try. We'll try our hardest. So, you ready? Oh, I'm excited. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags of Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I am joined in studio by my friend and co-host, in that order, Matteo Pulverari. That's where you say hi. No. And now, no, I'm not your monkey. No. <laughs> Hello, Matteo. Hello. How are you, Jeff? You I've, know, I've, I've seen I've, better I've, days. I've spent like what the last fifteen hours with you, probably Dude, in a in a span of twenty four hours. Yes, we've probably been together for about fifteen yeah, hours. So extreme, extreme bonding. I get for the listener's sake, I have to do a greeting, but extreme bonding, extreme yeah, bondage, whatever you want to say. A lot of bonding. Yeah. 
Dude, it's been a doozy of a weekend. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. As, as I as you saw me when I came in, I'm feeling it. I'm just looking at. Oh, okay. That's what Flan is sending me. So Flan's homesick. He does. He wasn't feeling too well. You know, you thought that he'd be here to rub my face and everything that you know that he could because he enjoys doing that. That's probably the biggest letdown. I was. I, the, I was whole, looking the, the most whole weekend to that. was Flan just deciding that hey, I'm gonna wake up this morning uh, <laughs> when you guys are going to bed and start throwing up everywhere and then just oh, okay, you're out. You're done for the day. Sorry, big dog. All right, that sucks for Flan, but feel better, Flan. An interesting, yeah. He'll be back. He should be back on Wednesday. This one, I, this one's legit. When he takes off vacation time, that's when I roll my eyes. But when Flan's sick, that's where it's just like, all right, I know, because I know that dude likes to party, and I know he would have 100% loved to have been at that bar today, rubbing it in my face 100% of of the time. You guys were, you and Nick were very respectful, which I appreciate because he would have not. I cannot say the same. Oh God, I, I like I said, it's. I'm I'm gonna listen to Wednesday show for sure now. I would have I would have 100% been all up and down everybody's face in that bar. So it's probably the best that we didn't win. But you know. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. But it's nice because I have about a now I've got a whole season's worth of jab here and there that I can just throw out. I there. mean it's week three, so really like you know. But whatever. And Speaking then, of three. And then you got on Snapchat and got all bitter. No, just had to let people know people are gonna act like they're Super Bowl champs now, and it's like I appreciate it because uh, yeah, Steelers, when you when you beat the, the Steelers, you might feel the like most Super Bowl champs. Sensitive, champs, defensive Twitter even. feed. More naughty and after naughty after following and, your Twitter feed, I found Steeler fans they're naughty. more sensitive than Patriot fans. Naughty. Bro, yep. we're just trying to relax, just trying to reassure nope. everybody that there's there's nope. no panic. No, they're almost panic like Trump yet. fans. Not even. You, you, Whoa. you bring you bring out some sort of fact, and then they get defensive. <laughs> Not even. Take that back. Take that back. Nope. That's unnecessary. Nope. The, t- the Twitter feeds, the fucking <sighs> beat writer Twitter feeds, almost back that up when they're out there. The and like, this isn't Ben Roethlisberger's fault. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It wasn't. He wasn't God. out there on the field. It was not his fault today. He oh, wasn't man. on the field. Oh, man. I think my favorite part was you, like, building up Mason throughout the week and then you slowly being like, oh, shit. He didn't play that bad. We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll a get second. to it. We, will, we'll get we'll, to we it. have a lot. We yeah. do have a lot to unfold here. But first, we begin, even though Flan is not here, we're still going to start with Alpha, Beta, Zeta. And ever since, honestly, last night, this has been what I've been looking forward to because we, I, when it happened, I was just thinking to myself, content, content, content. <laughs> So alpha of of this this portion of the week goes to Mateo's friend Dana, and I don't know how you want to describe Dana Mateo, but he gets Bass, alpha. Motherfucker. <laughs> he gets alpha because this guy just you would have thought was just pissed drunk. All right, for a hundred percent, I thought for sure he was gonna pass out at our table. Otherwise, or just piss himself. Decides he just starts turning around, just pointing out women at the bar, saying, "Which one do you want me to bring over to the table?" Finally, sees a a, a gaggle of chicks, so what, three blondes, and then says, "I'm gonna bring them over here." And I and me being, I'm solely focused on making sure that my bets land. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, they did not, so I was frustrated. But. I was just like, you know what, Dana? Go ahead. You bring those chicks over. It would make my day. Go ahead. I dare you. And he walked over there, sure enough. And I saw him out of the corner of my eye. And I thought, nah, no, no way. Nothing's going to happen. And sure enough, he walked back to the table by himself. And I just kind of looked up at him. And I was just like, what's the matter? Uh, what happened? And he goes, oh, no, they're coming over. And I was just like, oh, for sure. So I don't even remember what the line he said that he was that he used on him, Mateo. But sure enough. All of a sudden, within two minutes, I just see that the, the hat that we were looking at in the corner of the bar just turn and start walking towards us. And I thought to myself, holy fuck, this, guy's bringing, this guy managed to do it. Like, he was, he was able to form a coherent enough sentence. I'm 
Yeah, because he did. He looked over it. He, he said something, and then you wanted me to translate, and I was like, I have no clue what he said. <laughs> and then I, he called me today, and so when I talked to him today, <sighs> he said the line was, he said, he walked over, and he said, hey, those guys over there think you're too hot for that for them to come over, I believe, is what the line was. Oh, wow. Is, is the line he said, and and then he pulled out his phone and he showed them his girlfriend. He's like, look, I'm not making this up. I have a girlfriend. Like, I'm not trying to to do this. And I just want to let you know that. Wow. Okay. Because I completely misinterpreted that last night. I thought for sure he was just, I thought for sure he just told them to come over to the table. No, uh, no. He, the circumstance. No, he basically. Well, that was, that, that's kind of, <laughs> in retrospect, I mean, it works. So whatever, you know. Yeah. Makes us look bad in the moment, but whatever. It's not the first time, certainly not the last. But yes, props to Dana because I did not think for a second that was going to happen, and uh, sure enough, it did. Interesting chicks. Uh, just we'll just leave it at that, right, Mateo? Just very tears aside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't the heartbreaker at the table, so. Oh. Yeah, I know. I don't know what was more awkward was was Mateo talking to one girl and she started to cry because she was insecure about her her career path. Or the trolley polioli that was throwing uh, herself at me while I, I was looking at resist. Well, I was looking at the married friend, just like, please help me out here, like control her, and uh, that was that was interesting. Yeah, uh, I think all three were fun. One for the record books. That goes right up there with the time that me and Flan were just at. This was last football season. Flan and I were wa- were sitting, we're watching like Boise State and San Diego State, waiting on a bet to land, and all of a sudden these two chicks just come over and they just sit at the table with us and. One of them was pretty fine, so she starts chatting up Flan, and I'm just like, all right, I'll be the homie, and I look over, and I'm just like, hmm, this is going to be one of those times where I sit on a grenade, and sure mm-hmm. enough, did, you know. Uh, I don't know whatever happened with Flan and that chick, but yeah, that was an, that was an interesting night in itself, just the conversations that tend to stem from those uh, situations, you know, and mm-hmm. I, as I said, I can only imagine what, what, went, what went truly down, because I look over, and <laughs> and Mateo's speaking with the most attractive girl in the group, and she just has tears streaming from her eyes. It was like the thing. I was just sitting there, and I was like, <laughs> she was tearing up the whole time, and I was like, I don't think she's crying. And then we like hit like an emotional. I like the way Jeff's making out like I like was like a. No, he did like, not. He did yeah. not make her cry. She just was so. It was like a very. It was like a she very. She was so comfortable with, yeah. with Mateo. He just stroked such a deep emotional chord well, in her. I didn't just, ruin her birthday. Just completely so. undressed, undressed that emotional, emotional baggage, and just she poured it out on him, and then she was just super appreciative of him afterwards, though. So you know, yeah. It, Good for you, but that's just, still just looking over, just thinking to myself, "Hey, I think we're doing a pretty. I'm doing a pretty good job of treading water here." And I look over, and it's like, "Oh fuck! Like, what's going on?" All right, uh, the beta later that night, after those women decided to leave because I did not want to uh, go home with the birthday troll, uh, we headed over to the Belvedere, and we are calling out the Belvedere by name because who closes their bar at 1:20? All right, I'm pretty sure all the bars around here are staying open until 2 o'clock. So, Belvedere, boo. 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 Garbage. Boo. You get the beta, although not as funny as when, when they turned around Dana. So, that was the second time trying to get to the Belvedere because the first time they looked at Dana and they are just like, sorry, big dog, you are not getting in. So, I had to shed him and then uh, double back to the bell. And then they closed within, like, what? With us being there, like, 30 minutes? like so. Yeah, really quick. Thank you. Just enough for me to inhale everybody else's cigarette smoke out on the patio. Thanks. I appreciate it, Belvedere. All right. And then, uh, yes, the Zeta, the weirdest. I'm going to go back to Osceola's because I, I can honestly say hashtag me too, bro. Like, I understand now what women go through at the bar. It is very uncomfortable. 
And just I, I like that you weren't. You told me before you weren't gonna go talk about this, and then now you're like a hundred percent, absolutely. I'm gonna just gonna let you. Go. I don't agree with, with most of it, but I'll let you. You go. don't agree with most of it? No, uh, I'm on. I I think they're awesome. I had fun with them. No, a hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just saying from the point of like, oh man, I totally understand what it's like to be a chick now when they go to the bar and they're just like, because I w- no, like, you, don't. <laughs> you I, don't. I I don't. I don't. But I'm just saying. I think I do. So no, I think don't. I think I understand what it's like to be a chick now and go to the bar and just have these people just kind of like throw themselves at you and just be like, you know, or at least give you like more attention than you're comfortable with. Like, cause I'm just out there with the homies, just trying to watch a couple bets land, right? And then it's just like, oh, you messed up. Like, you could have had this. It's like, well, first off, I do not want it. And then second off, can you please back up? Because I've now just lost two parlays in the last five minutes, and I'm ready to explode. I have nothing to do with this conversation, and I'm not acknowledging his <laughs> anything that he's saying. I don't agree with any uh, of it. That's all I'm saying yeah, is I, no. I, it's very uncomfortable when you're pressed in a social situation like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that is the Alpha, Beta, Zeta. <sighs> All right, let's let's just pull the bandaid off, man. Let's get to week three. Hashtag hysteria. No, God! No, God! Please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag hysteria. Week three, hashtag hysteria, where we recap. What am I trying to say? We recap the entire week that was with football. Now, for transparency purposes, we are recording this in the first half of the Sunday night football game, so we will probably not talk about the Browns. Uh, We'll save that for Wednesday's show. Not really impressed for what I'm seeing anyway. Yeah, the Browns and the Rams. So let's start off with the Thursday night game. Mateo, what what kind of hashtag would we give this? Just... Hashtag, hashtag mustache. Uh, okay, hashtag mustache. I was going to say hashtag Z's, you know, just like Z's. Oh, yeah. It was you know. A very boring game, just a typical Thursday night game, except this time we were treated to the pleasure of a uh, Jaguars-Titans matchup. Mariota threw for 304 yards. God, he looked awful. Yeah. He looked terrible. When did the Titans move on from Mariota? Because at this point, I honestly <laughs> think Tannehill's better. Uh, I really do think Tannehill's better than Mariota. Know, they, I mean, they're going to have to consider it, especially wow. he's, he looks gun-shy out there. Oh. Oof, he's that's getting, what I'm saying. He's just getting the crap kicked out of him. Oof, yeah. All right, well, th- not much to say about the Thursday night game. That shit was boring. Tom Brady even tweeted out how upset he was with all the penalties that were going on. So, you know, the, that's going to change stuff with the NFL because now that Tom Brady said something. Moving on, hashtag again, how about them Cowboys? Because, well, this is against the Miami Dolphins, so really not that impressive. You know, Josh Rosen, though, actually hit 200 yards. Impressive. Nice uh, nice little career mark for him because he usually throws for about buck sixty. It, it was entertaining the first half of that game. The first Dolphins half. were trying. First half. Just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Good Lord, man. I can't believe anybody that would have any Dolphin players on their fantasy team right now. Even Kenyon Drake looks like he's the most productive out of the entire group. You're just holding on to a guy and hoping that he gets traded somewhere Jeez else. Louise. Like, Drake's a guy that I might just keep at the bottom of my bench and hope that he ends up somewhere that he starts. I think what's most interesting, the most interesting stat about this game so far, well, I mean, at this point was, I mean, Tony Pollard, obviously, the Cowboys just ran all over this team, but... Dak Prescott only throwing, only completing 19 to 32, 19 to 32 for 246 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Like, hello, if you're trying to get cashed out by Jerry Jones, you have to play a little bit better against a way shittier opponent. Yeah. 
I don't think it matters. Really? No, you just you go out there and it's. I get the point spread, but you go out there and you shred them. What do we do? Lamar Jackson did it the first week. We put down Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. All right, moving along now. Uh, again, hashtag wagons. The Buffalo Bills at three and zero. Twenty flaming tables. Twenty one. Yeah. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Uh, twenty one to seventeen over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are now zero and three. And that sets us up for a doozy of a Monday night game next week between the 0-3 Pittsburgh Steelers and the 0-3 Cincinnati Bengals. And the words of Conor McGregor, somebody's O has got to go (laughs) unless they just tie, which I could totally see being possible because at this point neither team seems hell-bent on winning. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, I don't know. Are we taking them seriously? Is this a team that we're going to pin as a serious contender? Yeah, I kind of like what they've done. You think they can go toe-to-toe with New England? We're going to find out next week. No, I don't think so, but they don't have to be. I mean, it's it's getting in at that bottom of what we're talking about. Andy Dalton, 20-36, 249 with one touchdown, two picks. Pretty Andy Dalton-ish. And then you had Josh Allen, 23-36, 243 with one tutty and one interception. I mean, offensive line, defensive line, they put a ton of resources into both sides of the ball and showing for them. They can definitely compete for a wild card spot. Frank Gore, 14 carries, 76 yards. So Frank Gore actually 5.4 yards a carry uh, above his uh, career average of 3.1. So very, very productive day from Frank Gore. So congrats to the Bills, 3-0. All right. Hashtag wow for this next one. The Lions. What if I told you that the Lions through three weeks of the season are undefeated? After that glorious debacle mm-hmm. against the Arizona Cardinals in week one, the Lions 2-0-1. 27-24, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Matt Stafford, 18-32, 201 yards and one tutty. And then you look on the other side of the ball. Carson Wentz actually didn't play bad at all. 19-36, 259, and two tutties. Mateo, what happened in this game? That's pretty good that he didn't have Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson, and yet he was still able to keep moving the ball down. His field. leading receivers I, were Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Mac Hollins, Nelson Aguilar, and uh, whoever Arcega Whiteside is. Oh, the Stanford. Uh, J.J. Arcega yeah, Whiteside. Uh, Third-round pick from Stanford. No idea who that is. 6-4 uh, uh, red zone threat. Mm. I, I honestly didn't get a chance to see the game because yeah. we were we were kind of getting our drinks, getting That's situated. True, yeah. We heard cheering in the background because, what, the, the Lions ran one back? The Eagles and Lions fans were being very, very loud. Yeah, yes, that is true. Did not see a whole bunch of this game, but uh, I wish I had started Marvin Jones. I mean, I, I, I'm i probably going to win my fantasy the matchup this week mm-hmm. anyway, but Marvin Jones Jr. going off. Six receptions, 101 yards, and one tutty. I don't know when you play that guy. I guess the Eagles would be the perfect matchup. Since I, have secondary. No, I have no idea. No way. You think that the Eagles defense would be good? I, you know, it's just. No, they've given up a ton of yards in the back end of that secondary. All right. Uh, next up, moving along. Hashtag don't care. Uh, the Patriots won 30 to 14 over the Jets. And again, hashtag don't care. Tom Brady, Josh Gordon, and the Patriots defense being productive for my fantasy football team. And other than that, I want nothing to do with this team. Man, they must be reeling from the AB loss. I am just. Oh, yeah. Well, that's amazing right there. We're not even going to discuss that until Wednesday, but, you know, that's the A-B thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Life comes at you fast. But, yeah. the the 0-3 Steelers. The Patriots. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's what I'm saying is I can tell you from experience. Life comes at you pretty freaking fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It sucks. Bring that fool back in a one-year $5 million deal. No big deal. All right. uh, So, yeah, the Patriots, I don't care. They won another game. That's cool. You're going to play cupcakes until week eight, and we'll still talk about you, blah, 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 whatever. All right, moving along. <laughs> Hashtag pony up. Colts 27, Falcons 24. So I'm starting to, I think we have to really believe in Jacoby Brissett, man. Uh, 310 for two touchdowns, 20, 28 to 37. Marlon Mack getting it done on the ground, too. 
And uh, it's not like the Falcons played bad. Matt Ryan actually played better than his normal pedestrian outing. Only missed five complete or missed five passes. And Jacoby started the game with like fourteen or fifteen straight complete. Like I didn't he, see that stat. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was like, okay. His his only miss was Ebron in the red zone, Eesh. and Ebron had it like right in his hands. T. Y. Hill nay reception, sixty five yards in a tutty. I mean, this this Colts team two and one. Right. I mean, it just makes you wonder like how raw that would have been if if mm-hmm. Andrew Luck had stayed, yep. of course. But he had to get healthy. But yeah. this is still a team that's going to be really good. That's going to be a great what if. Julio Jones eight receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. Mohamed Sanu six receptions, 75 yards. Did you see it? I saw a stat on the internet that said Mohamed Sanu throws a ball faster than he's like the fifth fastest. Uh, mile per hour registered from a, a pass that's been thrown in the past couple of years. Mahomes is up there, up top, but he's within the top five, and he's beaten a whole bunch of other quarterbacks. Jeez. Roethlisberger included, so I laugh, and I just, you know, at, at all the quarterbacks, really. Yeah, so now you should just become a pitcher. <laughs> Give it up. All right, next up, uh, hashtag Skull. Vikings 34, Raiders 14. I watched this game at work while I was out doing the remote before we went to, met up at the bar. The The Raiders are just really bad, like, and that's just putting it nicely. They're just bad. Yeah, they're flat. I mean, they're flat. It's Flatter all, than last week. It was Monday night was the biggest. Your Monday night win against the Broncos. It was just a matter of fact that you played the Broncos. The biggest fucking sham ever because nothing you, nothing else. Darren Waller, this tight end, this guy is something else. 13 receptions for 134 yards. That's the brightest spot you got, and that's just him catching... That's just him catching six-yard dump-offs from Derek Carr as the pocket collapses on him. Thanks for running the fantasy segment. Oh, sorry. That's just one guy. Just one guy. One out of four. Yeah. So now well, then, we're three. good. We're good. I'll watch what I say then. My bad. So, Even yeah. though you don't have a list. Do you have any thoughts uh, about the Vikings? Like, the, the Kirk Cousins, I don't want to – I'm not saying he's a lead at all because, again, against the Raiders, 15-21 to 21 for 171 yards and one touchdown. The Vikings are officially following the Jacksonville Jaguars formula. You have invested how much money to this quarterback, and you're only going to let him throw the ball 21 times a game? Oh, that's all he had to do against the Raiders. Oof. I mean, they ran the ball down their throat. Ugh. It was. I mean, they they had the game locked up by the first half. A true story, though. Yeah, that is that is very valid. Uh, yeah, listening to Mark Schlereth and, and uh, Dick Enberg call, call that game, Ugh. try to keep it interesting. They tried their hardest. All right, uh, moving along, we have the next up. Um, I don't even have a hashtag for this game. How about this hashtag? Thank you. Hashtag thank you to the Kansas City Chiefs because 33-28, they beat the Baltimore Ravens. Couldn't have the Ravens going three and zero and the Steelers going zero and three. That's just that's ridiculous. All right, and I, you know I might be extending another hashtag thank you to the Rams if they take care of business tonight here on Sunday night. Uh, Lamar Jackson twenty two of forty three, two hundred sixty seven yards, no touchdowns. Uh, he got it done on the ground. He had one nice, real nice run where he juke the the shorts out of every defender. Patrick Mahomes twenty seven of thirty seven, three hundred seventy four yards, three tutties. Mateo, how scared of how how afraid of the Chiefs should everybody be? I think very. <laughs> be very, very afraid. Very afraid. Very afraid. What did you uh, notice from this game? It's just that the Ravens' D for Mahomes to go in there and still carve them up and get an easy 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like it's nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, every week he's going to be locked in. I thought this would be the matchup that would throw him off. And at the start, he, he kind of looked like he was, you know, the ankle sprain was kind of playing into it, and he looked uncomfortable. But, man, so just this every is, inch of there's, field there's you have to defend. too many weapons, yeah, bro. And this everywhere. is not even not even just the rushing because they had five different guys carry the ball at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, four different guys carry it at least four times, including Mahomes. But you go and you take a look at this receiving, right? 
Nicole Hardman, two receptions, 97 yards, a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 89 yards. Sammy Watkins, five catches, 64 yards. Daryl Williams, five catches, 47 yards. Demarcus Robinson, three catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. LaShawn McCoy, three touch or three catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. And then you had two other guys who registered a, a catch for a couple yards there. It's, there's so many weapons. Mm-hmm. This has got to be the most frustrating team in fan, like fantasy-wise because you can pick and you can get production from these guys, but it's just basically pull a number deli style on who's going to cash you out for the day. And then it's wild that you lose a guy like Tyreek Hill and then you're able to replace him with a poor man's <laughs> version of Har- Hardman is a poor man's version. I mean, he's hitting, I've heard, 4-3 is what he's doing. Yeah, we got to start wondering right. if the Chiefs have the cloning I mean, lab just, like the Patriots yeah, do. You know? I mean, like, they just, allegedly. Yeah, they just produce speed, and then it goes with Mahomes' arm strength. <sighs> and he extends so many plays. Yeah. As we proceed. Very afraid. Be very afraid of them. Hashtag go pack go. Packers are 3-0, beating the Broncos 27-16. Broncos officially 0-3. Uh, Joe Flacco, 20-29, 2-13, and an interception uh, forever and ever. The answer, again, will be, is Joe Flacco elite? No. So Aaron Rodgers, 17-29, 2-35, and a tutty. And Aaron Jones with two touchdowns on 10 carries, only 19 yards. So the uh, the Packers, man, I mean, who have they played so far? They played the, the Broncos, the Bears, and who did they play last week? The Vikings? Yes. So Packers, I think we can say, are low-key kind of mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, everything, yeah. all the resources they put in their pass rush. In their defense, right? It's been yeah, all draft picks because yeah, of everything every- they've invested on the offensive and, side. And then they made two. It's uh, Z- Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith were two edge rushers that they added, and then they drafted Gary, too, and they are disrupting. How soon are Bronco fans hoping that Drew Locke recovers from whatever his ailment? What, what's his ailment right now? What's it was it a was thumb injury. A thumb injury. Yeah, okay, I mean, well, he's, out, he's out eight to 12 weeks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really, it's, you're in for a long haul. I was about to Denver. say, they're very similar to the Bengals situation it's at quarterback. It's over, man. It is over. You got. I don't know how much longer you have Joe Flacco on your team for at Denver, but just cut your ties after this year. Save yourself all that trouble and hassle. My goodness. All right. Hashtag keep pounding, which is the official hashtag mantra of the Carolina Panthers, who won 38 to 20, finally got their first win of the season. So, uh, Kyle Allen, 19 to 26, 261, and four touchdowns. I saw a tweet that made me laugh. Remember that commercial with Cam Newton with the young kid who's like, I'm just loosening up my mm-hmm. arm? That's Kyle Allen. Yep. Kyle Allen grew up, and, he, and he's about to take Cam Newton's job. Wow. And Cam, oh, my goodness. Christopher McCaffrey, 24 carries, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Sheesh. What Kyler Murray do? Oh, this Cardinals got a Pac-12 defense. Thirty of forty-three, 173 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be a long year for you, Cardinal fans. I don't know really what you want me to say there. And I didn't catch too much of this game because I was squarely focused. We're, we've hit the afternoon games where I was solely focused in on on the one we were watching. But um, you know, hey, Panthers look like at least best case scenario. If Cam goes down again, you know that you have Kyle mm-hmm. Allen there, who's more than capable you, to step in. You don't have to rush Cam back. That's the big. That's the biggest thing to take away from it. 100%. And moving along here, hashtag retirement, because that's what Eli Manning's going to be facing here. The Giants defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 32-31. Daniel Jones, 23-36 for 336 yards, two touchdowns. Also had four carries for 28 yards and two rushing touchdowns. So Super Daniel doing everything Mm -hmm. that Eli Eli can't. Mateo, what say you? Like is it? It's it's over. It's over for Eli Manning, correct? Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's you, a gross. It's reckless speculation hey, and a gross overestimation off of one week of work. But no, it's not. When you invest a top six <laughs> pick in Daniel Jones, that right this there. This is what you wanted to see. That puts the nail in your career. Oh, that's awful. That's unfortunate. Jameis Winston not playing too bad. Twenty-three mm-hmm. of thirty-seven, three hundred eighty yards, 
three touchdowns and one pick. I think he's really stepping up to the, you know, week one was obviously week one, no big deal. But these past two weeks, he's really kind of risen to the occasion. Uh, Tampa Bay obviously not playing, like, that great. But as far as, like, Bruce Arians goes, I think that he's playing well enough for Bruce Arians to give him, like, the vote of confidence moving forward with, like, management and whatnot. And they hammered home how complex that system is and how much yeah. you have to put on and take on. And so uh, I remember Jeff uh, Schwartz was saying it takes about week seven or eight for an offense, a new offense to really get going. And so maybe that's where they're going to hit their peak. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100%. I'm interested to see what, what happens with this kid moving forward. Um, all right, next up, hashtag who dat? Because the Saints, 33-27, they, uh, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, they're going to get it done. They, they, they've proven this now in Seattle. Uh, at least they got it done this week. I don't know if they'll do it moving forward. Sorry, that was, again, reckless speculation. <laughs> but, uh, those oh God, those Saints fans at the bar today were absolutely just the, the loudest and most ridiculous people. They were, like, up to, what was it, like, 20? Oh, yeah, look at the box. They were, like, they were like 28. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, 28-7, and they're screaming every fucking tackle. Yeah, at one point it was 27-7 uh, going into the fourth quarter, and then that's when Seattle decided to wake up and score 20 points. But... Up until that point, yes, they were up. They were up by like three scores, and they were still screaming at the television oh, outside. Oh, and then the clowns like Drew Brees want to do that, Teddy. Yeah, uh, Drew oh, Brees want to do that. I was like, oh my they god. They were loud. I they were like, loud. I get it. Those two guys maybe want to cheer against the Saints. <laughs> to be completely honest, I know. Uh, it, it was the only time I was almost rude. Yeah, or the, the whole time that we're just sitting there in the first quarter and they're just pound the ball with Alvin. Just give it to Alvin. Yeah, give it to it. Alvin. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sit down. Shut yeah. up. Enjoy your beer. Yeah, shut All up. Right. There's other fans that are over here. The god Patriots damn. fans weren't even as bad as you. God. Guys. Yeah. Then Patriots fans. There was a lot of them too. That that one woman was just lingering over our shoulder for the first uh like couple minutes of the uh the sealer niner game before she actually left russell wilson 32 of 50 406 yards and two touchdowns so dk metcalf only two grabs for 67 yards had one amazing catch there towards the end of halftime yeah he seems like he gets one every week yeah what a freak he needs to just get more receptions though tyler lockett 11 receptions 154 Ooh. yards and one touchdown Basically, the only that's he's stepping up and has officially taken the Doug Baldwin role of hey, I'm just gonna catch absolutely everything that Russell Wilson throws at me, because uh, I'm gonna be his, his number one bailout option. All right, moving along here. Hashtag what? What? What is the uh, hashtag Texans? All right, I know it's really lazy, but I just I don't even know what their mantra is or what to make of them. They won 27 to 20 over the Chargers. Deshaun Watson, 25 of 34, 351 yards and three touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, 10 carries, 19 yards and a touchdown. They really don't have any running game whatsoever. Mateo, did you see anything from this game? No. 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 Okay. We're, I was too busy soaking in that Niners win. All right. We're going to get there. Don't worry. Relax. All right. 31 of 46 for Phillip Rivers, 318 yards and two touchdowns. Um. We saw the end. We saw the last drive. They had a chance to, to tie it up there. I don't know what to make of the Chargers. I really don't know what to make of either of these two teams. I feel like these are two of the teams where they're just stuck in that limbo of they're really good AFC teams, but they're oh, it seems that they, they either play up to their competition or they play down to their competition. You don't get a lot of real consistency out of either one of these teams. Well, Texans are a play away from being 3-0. and Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and you got, I mean, at least they have Watson, and Watson seems like he's putting himself right up there near being a top five quarterback. Near. I mean, he's close. Yeah. He's close. And we'll see what he's able to do moving forward. All right. And then, of course, the last one. Hashtag here we go. Here we go. 
Very no? funny. Very no? funny. Uh, you know, that's cool. I mean, you could use it if you want. That is the official hashtag of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm pretty upset right now. I'm not going to lie. The San Francisco 49ers defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. to And that's about it. That's all we need. Five fucking turnovers doesn't matter. The, the 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 San Francisco 49ers turned the ball over five times. We didn't want to win our home opener. Not at all. Not at all. We and want we, to stay on the East Coast. And we gave it right back to you. We gave it right back to you. Yeah, you looked over at me after the fourth turnover, and you're like, we've got six points. This is not good. This is, yeah, for real. That was the worst part was after the fourth turnover and saying, that's great. And I know we just got the fourth turnover, but we've only got six points off of this. Jimmy G played like complete ass. 23-32, 277, one touchdown, two picks. And I don't I think, think he played he, like ass. I think he also had a he had a fumble. He played just good enough for them to not completely give it away because Bad that's take. The, the other team was giving it back so to the them. So the Brita so he had one that shouldn't even be an interception because it went off Brita's hand. He's stuck in there with how much pressure he's dealing with. He's having a six round pick play left tackle or right tackle. No, he's playing left tackle because he's replacing Staley. He was dealing with a ton of pressure and delivering I bullets. I hear a lot of excuses. And then no, 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 I'm not a Steelers fan. Oh. Uh, and what and what do we he do? He stuck in there and he put it between three Steelers guy to pet us for a touchdown, baby. And he put it with the and he gave us the ball a bunch of times. It's just a damn shame that we couldn't do anything with it. He gave it to you once and then the fumble you can you can say is a 50-50 a mistake on. You can blame the center for that too. Mason Rudolph, I think Speaking of garbage. No way. I think <laughs> we have a quarterback. Oh my god, Garoppolo plays bad. I wish I wish Flan was here. 14, you should call Flan to get a 14 to 27. So 174 he, yards, so he two touchdowns, a pick. Wide open Johnson against a corner that hasn't been on the field since, I said 2007, since 2017. Yes. What about the Juju pass? The Juju. So Juju houses a slant because Moore takes a terrible angle. Oh, okay. A horrible angle. No credit whatsoever to the Rook. Good throw, but take a look at take a look throw? at the angle of what Moore. Look, took. man, I was pointing we, out I was pointing out at the start of the game that at, uh, first off he's got uh, too wide of a base for me when he drops back into the pocket. Look at how far look at how far apart. Experts. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying look at how far apart his feet are. He goes if he really is six four six five, dude shrinks down to like six two six one in the pocket because he's got his feet so far apart from him. It's like keep your feet lighter, keep them closer together. That's all I'm saying. But James Conner, I think really. Uh, it's not your fault that they lost the game, but that crucial turnover did us no favors in the fourth quarter. Just hold on to the football and drop to the ground while you continue to call the conservative play call there and move forward. I was also very upset that we only saw Benny Snell out there. He got three carries for six yards. I thought for sure we could have utilized Benny Snell a little bit more. Um, but other than that, yeah, just an all-around very disappointing day. Juju, three catches for 81 yards and a touchdown, Deontay Johnson. Three touch or three catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. James Conner and, and, and he threw to James Washington too much. He only had two catches for 14 yards. It was, yeah, it's a frustrating day. But hey, you know what? Uh, gonna be upset about it today, and then uh, tomorrow will happen, and uh, and then I'll be ready to go, and we'll be on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Great job by the Niners responding. Every time that the Steelers scored, they went right down the field and scored, and then for them to make the stop. Uh, by Armstead uh, forcing a fumble on Connor and then Garoppolo hitting Pettis to take the lead. I mean, for them to take it to the next level, I mean, they did it in this game. It's just, I just don't understand how you're able to get five turnovers. You're, you are plus three in the turnover margin, and you still lost that game. It's just – it's I, truly – if this is how it's going to be, right, because 
I did. I didn't think that we had a team that was going to go storm a Norman straight to the Super Bowl, right? I said eleven and five, and I still stand by that. That could be the ceiling for this team. And I know I sound crazy. Mm-hmm. I know I sound crazy. But if the defense plays like it did in the first half, and Mason Rudolph plays like he does in like the third quarter, not the fourth quarter, Mason Rudolph. I'll take the third quarter, Mason Rudolph. If I can get third quarter, Mason Rudolph, and the first half Steelers defense moving forward, there's a lot of promising stuff here to move forward with, right? And credit to the Niners. They showed up and they played and they battled through and they they definitely did not let the amount of time. They, they just did not want to hold on to the football in the first half. They just they were begging the Steelers to take it. And the fact that you were able to turn the ball over that many times and still only allow six points, uh, good on the defense because the offense was doing you absolutely no favors whatsoever. So that's my two cents on the game. Like I said, I'm upset, but we'll be over by tomorrow. Great job, Niners. 3-0, first time since 1998. Mm. Again, they don't pass out Lombardis in week three, young blood. Oh, bitter Steelers fan. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no. I'm not bitter. Oh, they don't pass out Lombardis. I'm just saying, they don't pass out Lombardis in week three. After all this shit that you talked to us, like, the last year, this is great. All I said was be watch out for Mason Rudolph. He showed some promise. I can't wait. All right? I'm not saying he's ready to completely take the job from Big Ben, but... Not uh, aside from the just the the pocket footwork that I think can come with with more snaps and and more uh, more experience underneath center, you know there's some promising elements there. But the conservative play calling in the first half really bothered me. Every once in a while you have to be willing to take the top off of the offense, and the couple times that he did that, he was successful. So I want to see more of that moving forward. I felt like in the first half it was literally just a bunch of of yeah, slants and, and out really routes. Safe. And, and screen passes, and it was just like, I understand developing a rhythm, but we have to move the ball down the field here, fellas. So, <sighs> all right. I feel a little bit better. I'm not going to lie. Still 0-3. I feel great. So are the Bengals. Bengals are 0-3. Ravens are 2-1. Steelers are 0-3. The Browns are 1-1, and uh, we're, we're battling right here as of right now. Not that it matters, but they are, uh, they're about to hit halftime here in the Sunday night game. So let's go Cleveland. No, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. LA. Yeah, we're yeah, no, we Niners are. Will first we are a pro Rams Cleveland. podcast Cleveland. for right now. Just for this, for this game. We are a pro Rams podcast. All right, Mateo, do you have your uh, fantasy football forecast ready? Yes. Let's do it. All right, it is time for the fantasy football forecast with Mateo. We go four downs reviewing uh, the the Sunday football forecast of what what to look for in fantasy football. It's a little wordy there. All right, first down, Mateo. Who are the studs? Who who really performed this week? You got to get rid of that buy low window on Mike Evans. Eight catches, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. Mm, okay, shouts out to you, Mike Evans. Man, that's an awesome game. I, I was telling you because we were watching the Niners game. And they showed the stat lines from the Tampa Bay, and Mike Evans was like as one of the leaders. And I was like, "Holy crap! This guy's already has like two touchdowns." And what? They were halfway through the first quarter. Yeah, it's one of those things where you see it pop up on the bottom line. And if you have him, if you have him on your team, you are super stoked. (laughs) And if you are going up against Mike Evans, you're just saying, "Oh, damn it! I am in for a long afternoon." So Mike Evans, one of the first stud anymore. Danny Dimes, mm. 336 yards, two TDs, and two rushing TDs. Yep. Oh, man. I tell you, man, Eli's never getting his job back. Daniel Jones might be the next one. What if Daniel Jones is the next Peyton Manning? I mean, Peyton Manning, the, the next Tom Brady. Uh, well, he wasn't a six-round pick. That's true. So, therefore, <laughs> he was a, that's impossible. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a six a top, overall yeah, he's pick, a top-ten pick. little correlation there. Hmm. Uh, right. you, you picked this guy earlier, uh, Darren Waller. Oh yes, the tight end. Yeah, the only the only bright spot out of Oakland right now. Dude, he's soaking up he check down. Thirteen, 13 catches. Oh. 
Yeah, if he's, I can't imagine he's on anybody's waiver wire with how bad tight end is. Oh my goodness. You think he's already been scooped up by somebody? He has to. Uh, at least it, we play with so many Raider fans in That's every true. league. That's true. All yeah. the Raider fans in, my, in our league probably have him already. But yeah, if you are in a league where there's not a lot of Raider fans, definitely look to pick up Mr. Waller. I mean, props to Jared Wall, Father John, Cousin John, Uncle John. Cousin John, Cousin yeah, John yeah. to you, Uncle yeah. John to me. <laughs> he was all over Waller. He kept it. Like, there was two weeks before the season started. He's like, you, you get Darren Waller. You got Darren Waller. <laughs> You got him. <laughs> like he was on him. He's like six foot nine or, or not six foot nine, six foot six, like two hundred something pounds. Just an absolute unit. Just pretty good. It's a big unit. All right. Any more studs? Mark Ingram, 103, yard, 103 yards and three touchdowns. Welcome back to the limelight, Mark Ingram. Right, we running missed, back. We've missed you. Man, he was great value. Yeah? Yeah, just everywhere that he was going. He was usually seventh, eighth round pick, and he's probably going to be, what, top five, top ten in this offense? Yeah, you didn't really see him shine too much when he was when he was sharing the spotlight with Kamara there down in New Orleans, but now in Baltimore it looks like he's got it all to himself. Yeah? Duds. Duh. Okay, second down. or Yeah, second down in the fantasy football forecast, the duds. Who are the duds? Stephon Diggs. Mm. Three catches, 15 yards. Wow. Back seat. Well, part of that's on Kirk Cousins, though, right? Yeah, they got, I mean, they, like if we part said earlier, on they, Kirk Cousins. they were pounding the ball. I and blame they, Kirk they, Cousins. They even gave a rushing touchdown to Thielen. Always blame Kirk Cousins. Mm. Yeah, what was that, a shovel pass? It wasn't even an actual throwing pass? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Kirk Cousins, it's all your fault. It will always, just, anytime you're upset, if you're a Viking fan, you just absolutely project that anger towards Kirk Cousins, and it's totally justified, and nobody will get mad at you. They'll actually understand, sympathize, and probably join in with you. Any more duds? Hollywood Brown, two mm. catches, 49 yards. Sorry, Rook. Welcome to the list. Real, real. Welcome to the league, rookie. It ain't always peaches and diesel, huh? Mm -mm. No. Yeah, what did you say? Two catches? Yeah, he had two catches for 49 yards. God, he could add more. He, he had a 40-yard catch that pretty much was just a little bit too far on the outside uh, for him to bring in. That's Lamar Jackson's fault. Again, yeah. always blame the quarterback. Always blame the quarterback. That's what they're there for. They're there to take all the uh, all the brunt and all the, uh, you know. Unless they're a rookie, like Mason Rudolph, you can't really get mad at him. You know. All right, next up, any more duds? Uh, this one hurts. Babytron, Kenny Galladay, two mm. catches, 17 yards. Just Marvin Jones. Still, Marvin, yeah, Marvin Jones, Jones took that yes, shit from him today. It up. Uh, but, you know, that's how it, I think that's how it's been with the Lions, even when Eric Ebron was back on the team, too. It's always Matt Stafford fell in love with a different wide receiver every game, right? He'd get it, he'd get it around to different guys, but there's always be one wide receiver where he's just like, today, you are going to get it. Ooh, Jared Goff stripped there. Oh, oh go Browns. Oh, wow. Okay. Great for the segment. Yeah, right. Just no <laughs> context mean, whatsoever. Fumble recovery. Robbins on the Niners. Right before halftime. There you go. All right, any more duds? Oh, man. He used to be matchup proof, but Le'Veon Bell. Oh. How bad that Jets team is. You buster. 35 yards, four catches, 28 yards. Last week he was, I mean, he was kind of like a Waller situation. They were trailing. He had 10 catches this week, just completely taken out of the game. But they played this week, the Patriots? Yep, they played the no, Pats. Yeah, that's why. He had hey, no chance. He said no chance. Yeah, What's no right? stood. But you know what? He didn't have a crucial fourth quarter fumble. So oh, good on well, Le'Veon. You know, on national television in front of everybody, got yeah. in front of God and everybody. That sucks, you know. But, you know, hey, at least you won your deal, or at least you think so, you know. So, you know, what is it? How many millions of dollars? Bitter. I, I want it. No, I'm not bitter. I just want to get an actual figure. I want to get an actual dollar amount between him and Antonio Brown. How much money did they piss away? It's just LOL. That's what I'd laugh to tonight. Probably fall asleep <laughs> laughing to that. All right. Any more duds? Nope. Nope. All nope. right. Moving on. Third down. Who got hurt? This uh, is the. This is honestly the worst part about this segment, but you need to know. You need to know who got hurt. You know too well. Your guy, Saquon. Oh, that's true. 
He looks this like he's going to miss some time, too. No, 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 no. Did you no, see no, the no, 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 clip no. of him after no, the... No, I, I didn't. And he's in the walking he, like, boot. Shed the, he shed the cl uh, crutches in a walking boot, hopping to go celebrate with the team. But oh, he, okay. No, but he looked bad. Well, he's, he's got the legs to do that, so... Yep. But, oh, my God. No. Wow. That sucks. Next guy, T.Y. Hilton, quad is he just had a quad issue. He was immediately ruled out, so he's probably just like Saquon. He's going to miss some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Any more injuries? Nope. All right, good, because I don't want to talk about this anymore. I know, I'm in sad. a very bad mood. I'm in a very bad mood. My number one overall draft pick in fantasy football just went down with an ankle injury. He's got. He's built like Adonis. He's got thighs of, of, of absolute, just the size of, I don't even know what you describe them as, and then the ankles, man. They're thick. Yeah, thick, two C's, three C's, five C's, whatever, however many C's you want. And then his ankle, man, the ankle is going to be the thing that does him in. Jesus. All right, Mateo, fourth down. Who should people be looking to pick up on waivers? I mean, Danny Dimes is definitely yeah, a guy. That, Daniel Jones. Yeah, you got to be on him. And he's getting golden tape back week four. I'm going to just throw this name in there just in case anybody's thinking about it. Uh, Mason Rudolph looked very promising going up against the Cincinnati Bengals next week in case your quarterback may be on by or just has a shitty matchup. The Bengals. Think about it, people. The Bengals. But uh, by all means, go ahead and take your segment back, Mateo. I mean, I like the Steelers kicker if you're going to have to go with Ray The Wizard of Oz! Chris Boswell? Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of settling for field goals. Dude, Chris Boswell is garbage on primetime, though. Like, he yeah. does his job He does his job Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday uh, when there's no primetime games. But yeah, Monday nights and Sunday nights, Thursday nights, you put you put that, that pressure on Chris Boswell, and it gets to his head, man. There's something about it. But who else should we be picking up on the waiver wire? I think uh, Tony Pollard's game today, 100 yards and one touchdown, says it's never too early to start busting out the handcuffs. Really? You think so? Because uh, what do you think? They're going to drift away from Zeke? I just think if you're a Zeke owner, it's just good to have the guy. Just At this point, just start like with Cook. I have his backup. I can't pronounce his name. He's their third-round pick. Just start handcuffing your guys. Oh, in Minnesota? Yeah, in yeah. Minnesota. Uh, Royce Freeman went down for a little bit, so then Lindsey. Not that Lindsey's out there, but, I mean, then you have at least you have one guy that's getting all the carries that's true but then you really i mean you do kind of handcuff yourself with your lineup because you think about it especially with running backs what are you going to do start both of them or are you going to put one at your I flex don't, i don't think you're really wasting much what's out there in a 12 team league if you have yeah. three running backs and then you handcuff all three of them then you're you're you at least have two starting running backs no matter what no matter what happens what injuries you're dealing with you'll have at least two starters and then you could fill the rest because there's so many receivers that are out there yeah that's true but then you're really really dependent on that team and their offense getting it going and just being like oh god like don't pass the ball at all just run 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 please any more any more people we should be looking for for uh, the uh, waiver wire uh, just one more week of screaming about Hardman and uh, Demarcus Robinson absolutely those, those if you guys, see a Kansas City last. Chief just scoop them yeah, up those. just scoop up the Kansas yeah, City Chiefs this is probably the last week to get on that train so many weapons man yeah. I don't oh and, it's, and I guess it goes back to what I said with uh, if Zeke goes down if, if now if Sammy Watkins goes down or if Tyreek has something don't that, you put that hex on Sammy Watkins yeah, I know don't you, you don't dare. want that but if something does happen those guys locked in as receiver one it just shows they're super because they just have a stable of talent yep. there to take care of absolutely everything. Oh, my. All right, so that was the uh, fantasy football forecast. Thank you very much, Mateo, for the uh, the four downs, your, your studs, your duds, injuries, and guys you should be looking to pick up on the waiver wire. Hole in the bed should be dying down here in a second. This is excellent producing. And now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. 
last time that I checked. It was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked. I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west. Baker Mayfield currently is tied for second most consecutive starts by a Browns quarterback with 16. Wow, good for Baker ooh, Mayfield. Ooh. Oh my god. Yeah, that is so sad for Yeah, that is really Holy pathetic. Crap. Holy shit. That you're welcome. Jeez. After the pathetic excuse of what I've heard over the past 48 hours, you know, that's the stat that you get. What? What what are you talking about? Was that a personal attack at me? <laughs> I'm attacking you for sure. Why? What did I do to Because a... it's what you did not do. Oh, okay. Well, you know, upset weekend for a reason. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right, looking at the, I'm looking at this AP Top 25 poll here, Tim Brown. And, uh, you look at it all you want. Not much movement here with Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, but uh, let's talk about some of the upsets this weekend. I was upset that Oklahoma State – well, they backdoor covered at Texas, but I also had them on a separate bet on the money line, and that one didn't Heartbreak. land. It really was, man. Heartbreak. So, Shocker. So upsetting. Really. So upsetting. Uh, what were some of the let's, other upsets? Let's let's just start from the top. This is for Flan and Billy. Apparently, if you're oh, ever shit. faced with Wolverine from yeah. the X-Men, you just feed him some cheese. He's lactose intolerant. He fails. And you give him, you put a badger in front of him, and then he's done. He's he's dead where yeah. he stands. Yep. That's it. Cheese in a badger. Cheese in a badger. I was asking Flan that last night before we met up with before Mateo and and Dana came into the to the bar and uh, all that ensued. Was, what's the leash that you give Jim Harbaugh, right? Like, Because I think Jim Harbaugh is a good coach, don't get me wrong, but the hype that he gets, is he really truly deserving of it, right? Because, I mean, it's like it seems like there's there's the goal for Michigan is the, the standard is, you know, let's let's try and make the college football playoff. If you can't, at least make a New Year's Day six bowl. And, I mean, how many times has he done that? He's never beaten Ohio State. And I, was th- I I believe he's starting to lose out on recruits now. It's just – and then you and then you have these occasional – these are this is a very – uh, stereotypical Jim Harbaugh loss, just dropping a game. Just I know it's a hard-fought game, but it's it's one that, that they need to win and they don't. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this might be me speaking out of my ass, but wait until Harbaugh gets Kaepernick as the QB coach and see what happens to the recruits. <laughs> I was going to say, Mateo, I see, you, I see you perking up. So as the Niner defender... Uh, I just I just want to know what your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh is because uh, I mean I know what he did with the Niners but I'm just saying as a Michigan coach it's just kind of been like eh, I don't know I don't know three and oh Niners whatever I'm talking about Harbaugh's Niners go ahead <laughs> no for me his value is always going to be worth more than wins and I get it from the perspective of everybody else it's going to be they they he need he does he needs to be at a top 25 team he needs to get them into the playoff for a championship. But for everything that he does, he makes them so much more relevant because of what he believes, his background. He's a Michigan guy. Mm-hmm. And so I do put a lot of stock into that. He's a great coach. He keeps them competitive. Is it going to put him over the top? You know, right now, he's starting to look like his philosophy is way behind compared to where it's going. His, even his brother's evolved as a coach. Tim, will you give those dogs yeah, a like, treat? Jeez, I was like, is right? D in here? Yeah, good Lord. You break him off something. It's the neighbor's dog, okay? There's uh, not much I can do. And yell at it. Yeah. <laughs> I could. I could shoot it, too. Bang but on the fence. Whoa, nice. whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Tim would not do that. Just bang on the fence, scare it. See if you can intimidate it. Wrist rocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look at it like with Harbaugh is like, Again, if you're Michigan, there's no need to fire him because who else are you going to go get to replace mm-hmm. him that would that's be better? Other, that's the other The point. problem is is that I think as a Michigan fan, you need to to realistically come to the expectation that 
you're always going to be a 10 and two program under Jim Harbaugh. So, and you've got to hope that college football gets shaken up to, for a chance for you to sneak into the playoffs, but you're always going to lose that game to Ohio state and you're always going to drop one middle of the year, you know? So it's just get used to it. And, you know, I, hopefully that's good enough for them. You know, that's definitely, that definitely a guarantee to a new year's day six bowl for sure. I don't know if you make big 10 championship game or not, but you know, and I, I mean, he just he needs more infusion of talent. He needs to get faster out of the outside uh, receiver positions. He needs to get a guy, a quarterback that is a top recruit. His problem is, and, and it's a blessing and a curse sometimes, is like when he was at San Diego State, he could go in there, pick what was left, and bring them together. Same with the Niners team. He, he just took the team that Singletary had. They added maybe one or two pieces, like uh, Carlos Rogers, who was discarded, and uh, Dante Whitner. And he just takes the talent, and he and he excels with it. You just can't do that when you're competing it's against di- Alabama, <coughs> when you're competing against Ohio State. Excuse me. It's different when you're taking a ragtag bunch of guys and bringing them together and essentially performing football. What is the equivalent of football alchemy, correct? Mm-hmm. Where at San Diego State or at the Niners, you're at Michigan. You have the resources available mm-hmm. to go out there and get the five-star recruits to bring in the guys that can be the game changers, and you're just not doing it, or you're going out and getting the wrong five stars, which kind of sounds like a an oxymoron or a, you know just a conundrum in itself. But you need to find the guys that fit your system and what you want to do, and make sure that you get them and that you're able to live up to this brand that you've been brought in to to up, to bring back and, and uplift, which he has done. That's why I'm saying a good coach is he great. He's great. I, don't, I still think, I don't he's, think great. he's I don't think the recruits are any reason for him. He's got a great team and everything. The reason why he was so successful in the NFL is he was bringing that college style of play to the NFL first. And now that he's back in college, college has progressed so much, I don't think he's gotten up to it. In my honest opinion, I don't think his offense is what other offenses are mm-hmm. in college football. Yeah, I mean, he's so uh, his offensive line's big. He's too tight end heavy. He's run heavy. He's never really looked as a guy that wants to progress towards leaning on the pass. If you're Jim Harbaugh, at least you could always look at things like this. You just go, well, I ain't fucking Chip Kelly. So there's always that. <laughs> I, I well, ain't. speaking of Chip Kelly. I mean, Chip I mean, Kelly. Yeah, but I mean. It, speaking but I mean, of Chip Kelly. Yeah, well, that's. Do those Pornhub, Pornhub drums because. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins. That was right around. The number one upset of the I know, weekend man. and i mean and chip and chips started using the quarterback under center he's he's evolved he's a guy that created a lot of the stuff that the patriots that kyle shanahan that sean McVay, that they've taken and made it more modern he's now trying to catch up and that's something harbaugh has to look at is looking at chip and being like well if chip is is doing all this maybe i have to change chip's doing it with three-star recruits too which is the craziest part but yeah that game oh that game tim that game was the <laughs> final linchpin in the rest of the night just falling off the tracks that for was, me that was like perfect heartbreak man it was the worst having washington <laughs> state minus 19 and a half and they lose by like what six yeah. One. Yeah. One. Oh, one. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. 63 to 62, right? I was, oh, man, I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. After it got to a certain point, that's where it was just like, I hate life because it got to like where it was <laughs> under three minutes, and I'm like, there's no way they're going to put up 21 points right now to cover this. On oh, so, a little screen pass, too. I mean, the Pac-12 all day, well, not all day, but I would say the Cal game was really a close and controversial ending, but they squeaked it out. But, man, that UCLA game, that was just another one of those. That was the number one upset of the night. 100%. Oh, man. Just like the USC over Utah was the night before. That's insane, too. So That was my other upset of the weekend. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, do you it's have, okay. any, do you have no, any more, or is it just that, just the Pac-12 upsets? 
I think Pac-12 is a division that can be good, but they just eat each other alive year yeah. after year after year, dude. And it's not like skill eating each other alive like it is in the SEC or the Big Ten. Like, it's just mediocrity coming apart. You know, like, who's going to not fold? It's like the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are almost kind of like the same conference in a sense. It's just who could put up the most points and make the least amount of mistakes. I don't know. I'd be interested to look at it because after watching the intro to the Rams-Browns uh, game, the Rams have, like, six or seven USC Trojans playing on their starting squad, so... I think that's you know, more just coincidence, to be completely honest. I don't know if there's any any actual, like, leverage. It in might it. be. Hey, I don't know. Well, there's there, certain... Dante Fowler, too, is for you Florida Gator fans out there. There's... Chomp, chomp, yeah, whatever. Chomp, chomp, yeah. Also, yeah, how, chomp, about that, chomp. how about that quarterback, huh? Drask, yeah, I like that. Who, Fink? That was amazing. No. So my tra- um, who's the quarterback that's stepping in for Frank? I don't care. Good for him. <laughs> Kyle Trask, yeah, the junior quarterback, man. Stepping in, he's looking way better than Felipe Franks did. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always fun to see Notre Dame lose. I'm not gonna lie, it's always just oh, it it's, it's always fun when it they is. put that when they put those sad fighting Irish fans up on the screen and they're just like, man, our life is so tough and so. Bad. Who did did Florida play Notre Dame? No. Who played Notre Dame? Oh, Georgia. Okay, so the sign of the week was some dude from Georgia said. Chances of Notre Dame beating Georgia, 0%. Chances of Notre Dame finding uh, Mante Teo's girlfriend, 100%. <laughs> that was good. I saw, another, I saw another one that said uh, that had a picture of the Notre Dame logo and a box of Lucky Charms, and it said, uh, only one of these belongs in a bowl. So <laughs> oh, that's good. I thought that was pretty good, too. Uh, that was uh, top top five sign, whoever came up with that. Uh, we t- love college football for that it, reason. It is, man. It's amazing. It's always good when you wake up on Saturday morning, too, and you've just got college football from the moment you open up your eyes until you're drunkenly dozing off, you know, in the evening. So, I guess if you sleep in, I'm up early enough to catch the pregame show. Oh, no, yeah, no. Well, you know, some of us are out, you know, trying to become, like, a color commentator of the universe, you know, no big deal, starting with high school football. So, you know, it's like. Yep, 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 yep. And then continuing the upset weekend later on that night. Yep. Yeah, you know. That stuff happens. All right, Tim, do you have anything else for us? Uh, I do, but I'll be nice. Okay. I'll be nice. All right, so we'll talk I to you. I just want to talk about the Miami game real fast. You go ahead. Just for everybody. Go off, King. I've never seen a win feel like a loss before in my life <laughs> until this weekend. Who'd they play? Now, uh, they played the Chippewa, Central Michigan oh, Chippewas. Wow. yes. There's only one person I know that came from there, right? Yep. Yeah. He's currently he unemployed. Right unemployed. <laughs> yep. Last I saw, there was a cap, uh, picture of him with Takashi 6ix9ine's tattoos and hair, you know, superimposed on his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so wild. He's, he's the snitch of the NFL. He's decided to air out everybody's dirty laundry, man, like on Twitter. Like, what are you Yikes. doing, Antonio Brown? Yeah. C-T-E is uh, real. 100%. I've been joking about that this whole time, and I'm like, we really shouldn't be making jokes, but, like, this guy is showing such erratic behavior. Composed, And then he it's, compounded with everything else that he faced in his upbringing because, you know, he was homeless in Miami at 16. Can't rule that out and everything else he's had to do. But it's just – it's absolutely insane and mind-boggling. But, yeah, what about the Miami game really upset you? It was ugly. It was I ugly. mean, 17 to 12 was the final. It was, was it in Miami or in ugly. Central Michigan? It was in Miami. Oh, okay. Ugly. What was Protection the final score? Sucked. 17 to 12. Ooh. Ooh. Going into it, they were like, uh, I want to say they're a 30-point favorite going into it. Yikes. 
Yuck. It was gross. Wow. It was just, it was bad. Who do they got next week? I uh, don't. No, they got to buy next week. They need it. And they go to Virginia after that. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Very not good. Did Virginia win this week? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to their score. I was busy watching the other yeah, games. Yeah, Virginia won because they moved up three spots. Hmm. Forget who they're playing. They're playing to nobody, though. I'm pretty sure. All right, Tim. Pusher T and Malice from Virginia, where there ain't nothing to do but cook. On and off the field. So thank you very much, Tim. We will talk to you again on Wednesday. Yes, and we'll be talking some baseball. Baseball and bets, huh? Yeah. Visions are getting clinched, and there are outfielders playing games with the fans. Yeah, yes, sir. Carnival games. Carnival games. Yes, a little, little preview. Little little teaser, teaser. Okay, Tim, we'll talk to you then. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, have a great night. We'll try. Mateo, paradise. Paradise. Paradise, 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 paradise. Paradise. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Mateo, the NBA is addressing their tampering issues. Ooh. They've issued new rules, regulations, and punishments in regards to tampering. Let me see if I can find the actual guidelines. Tom Brady's already breaking cell phones. Do you think? Well, this is the NBA, not the NFL. But that, yeah, that's no. the joke. Oh, okay, I was gonna say yeah. If like you know, that's, people are sending their stuff to Tom Brady. Joke. Just have burner phones. Just get those little plastic Nokia's that you pay for. Like you know, get like a card with a bunch of preloaded minutes. You ever see Vern notice? Yeah, I've heard of it. It would be like that. If, okay. For that burner phone. Every time you get like, off the phone, you just snap sick. it. You snap it in half. Uh, yeah. Just click, click. I kind of want to join an NBA team. That'd be kind of cool. Have your burner phone. All right. So here you go. The proposal called for an increase of the maximum fine for tampering to ten million and gave the league the right to take away draft picks. In addition to those changes, the new rules would also allow the NBA to audit the communications between agents and players of five random teams per season. So five teams at a pop, they could just randomly pick and just be like, "Hey, turn over all your cell phone and communication, email, voicemail records, all that shit right now." The NBA also proposed a ban on players communicating with one another and request a trade from their current team, a seeming reaction to the win Kawhi Leonard approached Paul George in July to get him to the Clippers. So good for the NBA trying to play hardball with the players because, you know, that's good for them. We all know the tampering goes on. These players are constantly hanging out with each other. It's not like back in the day where guys were lining up on squads and just being like, I can't associate with them. Like These guys come up in AAU teams. They're playing together in all-star tournaments and all that good stuff. Social media, you let the fans be like, what if, what if, what if, and then these guys start playing around with it, you know. I mean, it's good for the league to have the superstars team up and play with each other, you know. But uh, as far as the tampering goes, it's going to be interesting to see how the league executes this. Right, and as people said, like, what are you going to do if you go into a phone and you find they violated something else, right? Right, but all of a sudden those teams, you know, you're going to have teams that were calling for heavier tampering violations and rules and inspections and all that. All of a sudden they're going to become quiet if this becomes passed because they're like, oh, do we, we need to include our paper trail if we uh, have anything. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. You're, you're, it seems like you're violating a lot of privacy. Yeah, you're well. reaching some slippery just for stuff. That, yeah, between the NFL and the NBA, these leagues proven that they that they think they make the rules of, on everything and that they can be the final more, judge it's, on it's, these. Yeah, it's more so they want to they be that when in reality they're not in control. Yeah. 
All right, moving along. Next winner, the Houston Astros have won the a they clinched the AL West. So division champs. I think this is their third straight year in doing so. They're the Golden State Warriors of baseball. What an absolute! Well, the tampering rules. Are, we're gonna go back real quick. I think that's a win. That's a win for the league because the league is trying. Now back to the Astros. That's a win. Because, win for trying. Yeah, yeah win for trying. Yeah, a always, for effort. Yeah, win for trying. A for effort. So yeah, now back to the Astros. What is this? Their third straight third straight year after after all that tanking. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was like five, six years of tanking. Yeah, I mean, they're a team that when people go point to a team that when they tank, like what you know, have they, have they been successful? That's a team. That's yeah, the, yeah, that's the, Houston the Astros, team. Actually, that's the exact team that's been that's, very successful. Yep. They they did the, they, they they wrote the playbook. They, yep. they yeah they gave us the script on how to do this. They actually, even, they even had a number one pick that they had, and it didn't work out I've, for the contract they wanted. They threw him back. I feel like baseball is a little different because you do have the time to have those guys sit in the farm system for a year or two and kind of get acclimated to how things go and the movement and, and whatnot. And mm -hmm. like when other things like this, it's like you draft a rookie and you're just like, all right, well here you go, here you go, get in there. Yeah, Don't and, suck. and I mean your roster size is so big. I, yeah. I, we've seen that kind of the, what Farhan's done with the Giants at a smaller level. Now imagine it with the Astros with how many guys you can unearth that fit into your system, and then you take them in there and you have all these video programs that show how you can throw your slider, your curveball, and get them fit to your philosophy. Yeah, and I mean Garrett Cole's a guy that's made a huge jump because of that. All right, next up on the winners losers list we have the St. Louis Cardinals because they. Clint, so we're, we're previewing this right now, and Tim will go into much, much further depth with us about these teams um, next next episode. Also, review of his, uh, his predictions, because I think so far he's low-key kind of spot on from what I remember. The St. Louis Cardinals have clinched a playoff spot. They haven't clinched the division because uh, the Brewers are still three games back. How many games do we have left in the season? Well, I'll say there's... At least two series left. What are we at? Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So about seven, six or seven yeah, games. Yeah, somewhere in there. So the Cubs are seven games back. Are they eliminated? Is there eighty-two and seventy-four? They're pretty close. They're like right on. Eight, wait, wait, wait. It's one sixty-two. So yeah, one sixty-two. There's uh, six, seven games left. Seven games left for the Cubs. So I think they're out. They're done. Nice try. Thanks for trying. And. Uh, yeah, so we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty here with baseball, and you know the Dodgers—they had already clinched the division. We knew this. Yankees, congratulations! We knew this. The AL Central surprisingly still up for grabs between those damn Minnesota Twins that I thought were garbage, and then the uh, the Cleveland Indians. You know, had it completely the opposite way. We found it. I would, if if I had not paid attention to the AL Central at all, I would come on here and I would act like. The Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers were the best teams in that division, and then I would be thoroughly mistaken and just be like, wow, that's embarrassing. But So congratulations to those teams for uh, for clinching playoff spots. Our postseason baseball coming right around the corner. Uh, excited for that. There's there's nothing quite like postseason baseball. Just playoff sports in general, even on the broadcast, there's just it brings a different level of intensity and just viewing experience. Am I wrong, Mateo? Oh, I zoned out there. I was Kyle Shanahan's victory Jesus speech showed Christ. up. I that said there's nothing win. quite like playoff sports, even on the production side of, like, watching it on TV, just the, the level of intensity and everything, the gravitas that's all around it. There's nothing quite like – I'm hyping up uh, postseason baseball. That's a win. Yes. Yes. 100%. Thank you for paying attention. Uh, right. You can't just – not on victory. We're almost at victory Monday. When they drop the Shanahan video, I get fired up. Yeah, almost I there. You're everything. almost at victory Monday. It is still Sunday, yep. so relax. We're getting ready for it, baby. Relax. I know. You're in, right. a, you're in a dry spell right now. Okay, so Maybe last up Monday. on the winners-losers list, we have UFC Fight Night 159 because the main event ended in a no contest. 
uh, Rodriguez and Stevens. I believe Stevens had his eye scratched, Oof. so about 15 seconds into the fight. So, boner kill. That sucks because uh, y'all are going to hold the L on that. I hate when that – I mean, honestly, that's like the one flaw mm-hmm. that really there is with, with yeah, the moment. Well, aside from refs jumping in too early, which is also unfortunate. But they do that, and it – well, both of these are done in the interest of safety. But when guys, you know, in no contest because something happens, like if they get kicked in the nuts or – they take an illegal blow and they're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna use this to my advantage and like end the fight." It's just like, "Damn, like that, that sucks." So, and that's what happened in this case. So very unfortunate, but I didn't see it. We were out watching other bets land, and not so much others. Others not so much. But. All right, Mateo, it is right about that time. We hit the home stretch. It's time for the pop culture update. Pop culture. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. God damn it, I'm seeing so much 49er shit pop up on my Twitter feed right now. It's annoying. So much Niner stuff on my Twitter feed, Mateo. All right, so as we pull the curtain back on this segment, we just open up the Twitter feed and see what people are talking about here in the news. Uh, looks like Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter have split. I didn't even know Miley Cyrus was in another relationship. The romantic relationship between the recently separated musician and Brody Jenner's ex has ended. Sad day for Miley Cyrus. But she's back out there on the market for anybody. That would be an L. Loser. Well, if it was still winners and losers, yes. I feel like that was perfect just to keep carrying on. Yes. I'm going to start grading entertainment because pretty much my app isn't loading. Oh, I have everything no. from last week I'm sorry. that's on there. So That's rough. I am okay. in the dark. Thank you for letting me know. All right. How about this? Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Damn. There's no, the Emmys are going on, yeah, but I don't even really care. Like I don't watch any of those shows that the Emmys are getting awards for other than, you know, the only show that really matters and is coming out back on October 4th is the uh, Peaky Fucking Blinders, all right? So that's what really matters. Yeah, because it says like two hours ago the Cars lead singer died, and I oh, was like, yeah, yeah no, that was earlier in the week. You're done. Yeah, no, it's yeah. over. It's been 25 years since Stuck the premiere of Friends, so Friends is 25 years old. <sighs> wow. Where were you when the first day, the first episode of Friends dropped, Mateo? Do you Probably remember in grade that? school. 25 years ago? It was the day the earth stood still for 30 minutes. Yeah. The earth stood still for 30 minutes that day. Wow. Oh, what was it that I saw? Uh, Seinfeld was coming onto Netflix. Did you guys talk about that? Is it really? Oh, yeah, that was the big news. They're Seinfeld's run on TBS will yeah. come to an end. Here you go. Sure enough. Son of a bitch, huh? Viacom announced it acquired the exclusive cable rights to the sitcom beginning in October 2021. So there's a lot of time left for Seinfeld to still air. Friends and Seinfeld are the two, like, the only episodes I've seen are the last episodes because they were so hyped that I sat down and watched them. You know, what's funny about that is it really is like a TBS staple, so it'll be weird not seeing Mm -hmm. it on there anymore. There'll be some random-ass show on there. Um, Netflix just got the, uh, the rights to Frasier. And I've been watching a lot of that as I fall asleep, and I just like background noise, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of funny. Just, I mean, not all of it's centered around the, the, the radio. I think we talked about this before already, though. Uh, not all of it's settled, centered around being on the radio, but uh, there's, a, there's a good amount of the show that is on there, and it's just kind of funny to see, like, oh, that's how they were doing radio back in the early mm-hmm. 90s. Like, damn, all right, for sure. So and how much it's just changed, and, it, you know, it's kind of a relatable thing. And it's comedy, you know, dude is kind of funny on there. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else to add? 
No, nothing that really. No. Yeah. No, no. It's one of those days, man. It's just this. This is the it's worst. This, honestly, like, let me just vent real quick, and then we'll get on with it, and I'll let you gloat and whatnot. It's just this. Today is one of those days where letting your sports team control your emotion for the day. It really sucks, man, because I am super excited and super optimistic about the future and what we got going on with young Mason Rudolph. But just, again, I can't believe it, man. Five turnovers and you weren't able to do anything with the ball. And it's like basketball season isn't even starting for another month. And, and, and you know, we don't even get preseason basketball until the end of October. So I can't watch the Warriors take my mind off of this stuff. And it's just, good God, man. All right, Mateo, go ahead. Um, for me, it's like I'm on the flip side. We're a team that isn't a playoff team yet. So, like, when they turn over the ball five times and you come out of it with a win at home, you're still fired up. I'm still happy listening to the post-game show. I can't wait to go home and watch clips of, of it. If they were in the Harbaugh era after they made the playoffs, like, I would be mad. I'd be fuming. I'd be like, how did we turn over the ball five times? We're not going to be able to do this in the playoffs. So I'm still in that little happy zone of we're not that great, but – you know we're good, but y'all got to y'all got to win today. Yeah, yeah and that, I mean at the end of the day, that's really what matters, right? And that and you lose that perspective the more you're. I mean, you had that last year as a Steelers fan. I, yeah. I always relate back to that as a Steelers fan with your expectations were Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Now so it's just win a game, you please. Got, yeah, now yeah. you have to win. And we were, we had a little bit of a chat because of the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. Like they have to win now. They have to stay out of the top ten. I still don't regret that trade, and I know I made the quick joke at the bar about how that one interception totally yeah. validated the trade. But like. Honestly, being the 11th overall selection and and then coming up big just in the little action that he's had practicing with the team, I'm excited to see what he does moving forward. And I do think Mason Rudolph, it's not like he was awful, right? I, I like I like that he splashed it when he when he had opportunities. He had to just, splash. when you did take the when you did take the top off the offense, you allowed him to go deep and it the, was good. The only thing that worries me is just the the short throws and and maybe that's timing and that's yeah. something that has to be picked up because he didn't get training camp. That Roethlisberger fix, takes a ton of throws. Fix the footwork in the pocket, man. That's what I'm saying. The, the the biggest thing that stood out to me was just how awkward he looked dropping back. The the legs were so spread apart, like I said, like a deer on ice trying to fight his footing, and it was just and it's good lord, and man. It's difficult because we don't know the game plan we don't know what his first and second reads are so absolutely he, not right so it's, it's hard to, it's hard for him underneath like to, to really know what he's looking All at right, i'm done you don't have to talk me off the cliff anymore <laughs> i was just it's so frustrating and i'm watching the browns open up this it's I, 13 to 10 right now with about four minutes I, left in the third quarter kind of going a couple up. a couple steps back on the mika trade though it's it's gonna be really really like will this turn up the heat on the front office on the coaching staff because they were zero and two and they knew they were 0 2. They lost their quarterback and they still made the Minka trade. They sacrificed a big, crucial piece of their future. Yeah, what are you trying to say? That Tomlin's on the, t- on the hot seat? I'm not saying he is, but I mean, like, if, like, let, let's say that if, if everything, the shit does hit the fan and you're a four win, five win team, at least you can point, kind of like what the Niners did last year. It's like, okay, and Roethlisberger's much better than Garoppolo, but you can point and be like, look, our quarterback mm, situation. Can I hear that sentence one more time? Yeah, Garoppolo's or uh, Roethlisberger's better than Garoppolo. Much but better. You, you've said that many times. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's just so. nice to have it reassured on the other end. So I um, guess that that old dude at the bar today, though, that was too much, man. Totally, almost ruined the game for me. Even <sighs> though, yeah, it's rough because from a human standpoint, we should be trying to engage. You know, yeah, you want to engage, but, but also but what you were talking about was completely irrelevant, not mm-hmm. worth it, not pointing to the game. I don't want to read obituaries, old man. Okay, I don't. Yeah, yeah goddamn. Yeah, it's also like, kind of. Yeah, it'll be your name little. next if you keep talking to me. All right. <laughs> Especially about the goddamn games on. I'm stressing over here, all right? Right, you also have to read My the happiness room. is writing on this. Yeah, you have to read the room. And he, you was can make not, small talk. he was not very literate in reading the room. So, 
But also, uh, people can be lonely, and they just want people I just, to talk Tomlin, to. Tomlin's never had a losing season, so I don't understand how. He's not going to get canned after this one, which will be fine. But just don't. Th- let's not make this the first losing season. How about that? How about that? All right? And on that note, Mateo, you have anything else you want to talk your shit? Go ahead. I'll let you say something real quick. Go ahead. What What did the Niners do today? They beat the Steelers. Go ahead. Oh, man. I mean, for them, I mean, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, that a big, giant, happy hug at the end. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, we're not going to have yeah, our jobs yeah. question for another week. Or even yeah. that there is, like, for, for somebody that went through with the ownership that wedged between Balky and Harbaugh, it was nice for them to make that statement of after reports in the offseason that, you know, there was some friction that for them to kind of try to put that to rest is, it's nice. It's reassuring. Fuck them. Go get Jalen Ramsey. Fuck them. Oh, fuck your own three team. <laughs> You're going to lose to the Bengals. So that, no, we're not. <laughs> not, on, not on Monday Night Football. Not We're 3-0, baby. Not on Monday Night Football. We'll get our first win next week. Don't worry. It's all good. The season, the season, four games at a time, baby, all right? We're not doing too well the first what quarter of the season. we got to get it back in the second quarter. seven in a row you've lost to the Niners in the Bay they, Area? They, they never play well coming That's west. Awesome. I said that before the That's game so kicked awesome. off. I said that before they oh. kicked off. San Diego, L.A., Oakland, San Francisco, hmm. Seattle. It does Both. not matter. They do not, play on the west. they do not play well on the West Coast. It is not, it is not fun. All right. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. John Lynch, go get Jalen Ramsey. Get him. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hey. Niggas talking. I'm a water, worry about it. Yeah. Setting transits. Niggas late like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Moving silence. I don't speak upon the violence. Woo. Up you with that. Pledge allegiance to the flagging. Bring your static. Talk your shit and drop your address. Woo. We got time today, so check your rollie and your paddock. Yeah. Backstage, Shorty John Stockton, where's your passes? Yeah. Looking at a star, not Ray Charles, where's your glasses? Woo. Cop card next to us got flipped off like gymnastics. Yeah. Pick six, I'm to the house like UPS with that package. Hey. Office smelling that sweet smell of that short term satisfaction. Hey. My shit in the way blasting. Open doors and go, Casper, nigga. Hey. Hey. I'll feature like Jasper. Yeah. Hit that bit with a multi-milli after. Yeah. I remember what y'all broke niggas said backwards. Yeah. Burning bitches with some nicks in this backwood. Yeah, we don't let shit slide. We don't let shit slide. Oh, we don't. No, no, no. Yeah, we don't let shit slide. We don't let shit slide. Oh, yeah, we don't let shit slide. We don't let shit slide. Please sweep for the artist.